0: Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime.
1: Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. What is Wait. happening? Oh, nothing. I am actually buzzing because I've just done a workout and I took a pre-workout like a shade. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally buzzing right now.
0: <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, good. That's good.
1: Happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you. Did
0: you have a good day? Yeah, I didn't do anything crazy. Just bummed around, but
1: yeah, it was good. That's good. Yeah. Um, How's your uh, thermal, is it thermal,
0: thermal mix? Thermal mix, yeah. Yeah. It's so good.
1: Really? Wait, it's what's so her name? freaking good. You named her, didn't you? Yeah, but it's Ernie. Ernie. Oh, is that a, it's oh, a boy. Gosh. Oh, it's yeah. a boy.
0: <laughs> Although my mum said to me, she goes, you shouldn't name it Ernie because all good cooks are females. Like, you cannot say that, mum. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2022,
1: mum. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, yeah. my god.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: Oh, I love it. They've so been using it, heaps?
0: Yeah, like every day really what have you been doing in it so much like i cook dinners i cook all Elsie's food like it peels your potatoes for you
1: this so like insane
0: yeah. yeah it's crazy it just does everything it's just so much easier because you don't have to like watch the stove like you can just like put stuff on and walk away or
1: it
0: is... yeah that yeah. sounds amazing i would recommend most people out there but that'd be so good um yeah. what else what else has been going on not
1: too much really nothing exciting no um hey you know what I've been dying to ask you have you listened to Taylor's new album I have and what do you think do you like it it's I like it like I don't think it's her best one but I do like it don't you feel like all the songs sound like another one of her songs yeah I agree with that
0: yes I agree with that yeah
1: because I've been saying like I feel like usually her albums are so different like as in they're not similar to the one that you know ones that she'd previously released but this one in particular i feel like yeah yeah, feels the same
0: yeah i wouldn't say it's her best one but i i I don't mind it you know
1: it's funny because when i first listen i'm like yeah i like it but nothing stands out but now that i've been listening to it like quite a bit now i'm like loving it yeah yeah
0: i actually got the vinyl for my birthday did you yeah yeah I so love good. that. I it? actually
1: have to because I got you something small. I'm d- When you open it, I have to oh, film you no. opening it. <laughs> it's just, I think I'm so funny. Like, I have to say. <laughs> and I feel like all the listeners will just lose it. It's pretty funny. But um, anyway, yeah. So when I see you next, hopefully in the next few weeks, yeah. um, you'll have to film you opening it. Oh, it's that's pretty nice. funny. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, wait till you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Karina.
0: I also got for my birthday, a voucher to like, so my friends, Cass and Jake, they get me like funny stuff. They think I'm just like this big weirdo that likes to do all these weird stuff, but they got me a voucher to go axe throwing.
1: Oh, wow. Isn't that so cool? That is so cool.
0: <laughs> I thought it was so random, but I'm so excited to do it. That's so you, because for your hands, we went shooting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That was good. That was so good. Like, and do you know that I got it on the first go, and then I didn't get it again? That little thing in the air.
0: Oh yeah. I, well, I feel like like I thought that we'd all go and just like really like suck at it, but we actually like at least we all at least hit it once.
1: I know it was do so fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so definitely good. think it was so fun. Yeah. But yeah, this is a big case this week, it and is. I had not heard of it. No, um, I hadn't either. Had neither. So, may, do you think we should get stuck right in? Yeah, let's go. Oh, right.
0: What happened to Sean? There's got to be more answers out there. Sean Doherty's death was ruled a suicide in April. The family doesn't agree. They have questions to include. How was Sean able to hang himself with his arms secured to his sides? Why were his feet not dirty if he was shoeless? Why did he take out a snack to eat and leave it on the counter? New York, the York and Sheriff's Office said they did a thorough investigation and said a killer is not on the loose. For the full story,
1: head to our website, wtkr.com. Okay, so this case was requested to us by Mark Hussey, and just want to say a big thank you for the request.
0: Mark's an avid listener, isn't he? Yes, he is. yeah. yeah.
1: I think he's he's done a few requests, actually. So uh, we absolutely love the requests. And every time he requests something, it's right up our alley. Like, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's always yeah. a really interesting case. So keep them coming. Yeah. Okay. So I also wanted to just give a little warning about this week's case because it's pretty full on and it's also really recent. It took place earlier this year. And a majority of our information has actually come from a Facebook page that is run by, I think it's actually a private investigator and the victim's family. And the Facebook page is called What Happened to Sean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, as I said, that on this Facebook page there, it's pretty much just a detailed account of the case. So let's get right in. Sean Patrick Doherty was a 12-year-old boy living in York County with his mother, Ramona, his stepfather, Jared, his 16-year-old sister, Maria, and his two younger brothers who were five and two. His grandmother also lived with the family just to help out. Cool. So Sean's parents separated when he was quite young and I couldn't find a whole bunch of information on his father, just that his name was Timothy and he had a partner named Vivi. Mm-hmm. So Sean was born on November 8, 2009. And he was in the sixth grade at TAB Middle School. He's been described as a smart, happy boy who had dreams of one day becoming the president. That's cute. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> he was kind, even bringing extra food to school for his friends. Sean was a straight A student with and a gifted musician. He loved to read so much so that a few years back, At a book fair, he spent over $100 of his own money on books. Wow. I wish I was really into books. I know. Me too. Like, I
0: always try and read them, but I just feel like I trail off and I never finish or, like, I just, yeah, I just wish I was a reader.
1: I know. Same with me. And I always try, like, in my head, I'm like, this year's the year I'm going to (laughs) read. And I might get one book out and I'm, like, impressed with myself and then it's just like, (laughs) yeah, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) But I think it's a massive deal, especially in this day and age, for, you know, for, like, a kid to go out and actually buy books. Yeah. Huge. So his stepfather, Jared, has gone on to say that Sean could even read at a faster pace than him. So he was just, like, a really clever little boy. Yeah. So Sean loved Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney. In fact, the family had just returned home from a Disney cruise the week before Sean's death. Disney Cruise, we've talked about that in an episode. I know we have, right? <laughs> and in general, like, as I said, like, there's so many conspiracies just behind Disney, so that gives me the creeps a bit. But um, yeah. this trip was a reward for Sean and for Maria for doing so well in school. That's great. Had, I know, isn't it? Mm. So they had even, like, the family had even started planning their next Disney trip, which was due to take place in August.
0: And so, like, it, it's obvious that the family are quite well off. You know, they obviously go multiple holidays. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and so both Ramona and Jared were lieutenant colonels in the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. And that's why uh, Ramona's mother lived with them, just to help out. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously that's, like, a pretty full-on job. So she was there for the children. Yeah. Um, so Ramona had recently accepted a position at the Pentagon. And the family were getting ready to move. They had sold their home and they were renting it out from the new owners just for a few months until they made the move. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Although they lived in the area for years and were sad to be leaving, Ramona has explained that they hadn't really made like forever friends in the neighborhood. And I think this was probably due to the fact of COVID, like it just made it hard to socialize. So they were friendly with their neighbours but not close. Like they're just sort of like wave and small talk. Yeah, yeah. So Sean was excited about the move and he told his family he could not wait to tell his friends that his mum worked for the Pentagon. Yeah. He had asked Ramona if he would be able to go into the Pentagon (laughs) and get the famous chocolates they sold there with the iconic building stamped at the top. So he's super excited. Yeah, exactly right. So Wednesday the 14th of April was just like any other day for the family. The evening before, Sean laughed and joked with his family before heading off to bed. Apparently, like, he'd always follow Ramona around and just, like, chat with her before bed. Um, I think she'd bought, like, carrot cake cookies and he was doing, like, some sort of, like, chef's <laughs> like, and everyone was laughing. Like, you know, he was just in a good mood. Yeah. So that morning he had gotten up and gone to school teachers and friends reported sean again was in good spirits and there was nothing really out of the ordinary it that was had a happened normal day yeah yep exactly so sean caught the bus home returning home just after 3 p.m his grandmother was waiting for him to return as she had a last minute doctor's appointment so she asked sean to watch his two-year-old little brother who was sleeping on the couch So as he got home, as Sean got home, Ramona pulled up into the driveway like just minutes later to pick up her mother and take her to this appointment. So she didn't have any time to talk to Sean. So she just said to him, like, I'll call you from the car, Mm. which she did. So she called him. She told him that, you know, she'd only be like about an hour and Sean was more than happy to watch his little brother. Apparently he, like, really enjoyed babysitting and he agreed that he would do all his chores and homework before playing video games. Now, I'm sure there's people out there that say 12-year-old's too young, you know,
0: I'm sure uh, to babysit, which obviously I don't agree. I stayed at home when I was 12 years old, so.
1: I feel like I did it's so funny cuz I feel like in the 90s it was completely the norm but nowadays like exactly yeah. uh, people definitely have more of like I don't I think that the world is just so much more aware of like what goes on these days because of the internet
0: yeah but I think it also depends on the kid and it's obvious he was very responsible he wasn't naughty you know he was like just a good kid so
1: Exactly. And not only that, as I said, like she was only going to be about an hour. So they felt quite safe in their neighbourhood as well. Like they'd never had like any troubles. They never used to lock their doors. They had like a false sense of security. Yeah. So at 3.09pm, so this is pretty much just as soon as he got home from school, he submitted his homework online and this included a selfie of him holding up his work. Yeah. Yeah. So after speaking, so after Ramona spoke with her husband, Jared, who was at an appointment with their five-year-old, Ramona called Sean back and she said to him, like, can you just wake up your brother and give him a snack as he had been sleeping for two hours? Yeah. So she also suggested that they maybe watch a movie together downstairs and Sean at the time must have been in the toilet because he (laughs) was... Replied, quote, Mom, I'm pooping. i got it. <laughs> <laughs> so at 3:27 p.m., Ramona called Sean back for a third time because she had remembered that Sean had wanted to play video games like after school. Yeah. So and she felt bad because obviously he was doing a favor, babysitting. So she had suggested to take the little one up to the second floor and set him up with an iPad and this iPad apparently had been charging so she let him know like where the iPad was charging and just said like set him up so then you can go ahead and game and Sean loved this new plan and he told Ramona that he would get everything set up and you know that's what they would do for the afternoon till she got back
0: yeah and it's also like that the, the mum Ramona is just you know on the ball like she hasn't just left him defend for himself you
1: know like, well she's called him three times yeah. now in the space of half an hour yeah Now, just before 5pm, Sean's older sister, Maria, was rushing home from a tennis match. Her boyfriend, AJ, and his mother, Jamie, were on their way to pick her up because AJ had a lacrosse game that she was also going to. So when she arrived home, the front door was locked. She rung the doorbell and knocked, but there was no answer. Frustrated and in a rush, she called her mum who told her that Sean was home and he was probably just couldn't hear her because he was upstairs gaming. So the mum hadn't made it home at this point? No, so she was running late. Running from late. The, so she's in the car at this time. On, on the her way, way home. home. But she was, yeah. yeah, she was running late from the appointment. Okay, yeah. So Maria then called Sean twice and texted him three times. And this was at around like 10 to 5. But she was unable to make contact with him. Mm. So she decided to make her way to the backyard and see if she could access the house through another door. So Maria froze the moment she entered the backyard. There hanging from the swing set was a person with a nylon bag on their head. So debating whether she could get in the house before the stranger got her, she noticed that they were hanging unnaturally and not moving. So from her point of view, she didn't
0: see it as a deceased person.
1: So I think originally she enters the yard and she, like, sees someone. She's like, Sh- can I get inside before this person gets me? But then she, like, maybe it takes a few seconds for her brain to, like. realise. Yeah, realise that this person isn't moving. Yeah. So confused, she looked around to see if she was alone. Yeah. And she locked eyes with a landscaper in her neighbor's yard. Apparently this guy was like mowing the lawn. Yeah. So he too was puzzled and he was just standing there, like in the neighbor's yard. Now confident that she wasn't alone, she approached the swing set and called out like, Hello. Yeah. As Maria got closer, she noticed that the hands were bound to the person's waist by a belt. And the legs, which were dragging on the ground, looked familiar, but she couldn't recognise the clothing. Her mind was like trying to process what she was seeing. It looked like Sean. And as she got closer, she realised it was Sean. Mm. So Maria, hysterically screaming, lifted Sean up with one arm to release the pressure from his head and dialed 911 with her other arm. Like, with her hand. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. Like, such quick thinking, you know? Yeah. Especially for a 16-year-old. Like, oh. Yeah. So she was able to remove his hanging body from the swing set by lifting this, like, shoelace-type string that was over his head with three fingers. She then performed CPR for six minutes until the paramedics took over. That's crazy. Isn't it? Six minutes is a long time. It is. Mm. As Ramona drove home from an appointment, she was stopped at the red lights like close to her house and she could see like fire and emergency trucks like racing past her, and she began to feel sick. Yeah. And in her like head, she's thinking like don't turn right, don't turn right and they did. It's like she knew. Yeah, she had a feeling. Yeah. So her stomach dropped as they headed into the neighbourhood As Ramona turned into her street, she noticed all the emergency cars parked outside the front of her house. You'd just die, wouldn't you? I know, like, oh, it's an absolute nightmare. So Ramona jumped out of her car and ran to where everyone was gathered. There under the swing set, she saw the EMDs working on Sean, his body jumping in the air with each AED shock. An officer rushed towards her and told her to let the medics do their job. Her mind was rushing through what could have possibly happened. Quote, so she's gone on to say she was thinking, like, what was Sean doing outside? Mm. Did he fall? Was there an accident? Like, she's beside herself. Yeah. So the EMDs were able to get a heartbeat at that time, but Sean had been gone too long for them to be able to, like, for him to be able to sustain it. Yeah, and I guess even if they could get him back, his brain was probably. Exactly. Yeah. So Ramona then thought, like, where is my two-year-old? Yeah. So she turned around to look for him and at that stage she saw Maria. So the two ran into the house to look for the toddler and the back door was open so they just were able to, you know, open the door and run straight in. Now they found the two-year-old hiding beneath a pile of laundry on a chair. Mm. He began to cry when Ramona scooped him up and she's explained that he was completely out of it. His body was sort of limp and, quote, she has said that he was like an exhausted doll. Mm. So Ramona then ran out into the front yard to ask, like, all the neighbours gathered if they had seen what happened. There was a landscape like, standing with, like, the neighbours and he replied to her, quote, I don't know him who did it. What? Just like a weird thing to say. So he's insinuating
0: that there was someone there. Yeah, I think that's and what he didn't know who he was. Like Yeah, oh. I think
1: that's what is saying. Like that's what he said. And even now she's like, well, What is he like she doesn't know what he was talking about? You know, just it just doesn't fit with this whole thing, like the whole scenario. Yeah. So she even asked a neighbor out mowing the lawn who said he saw nothing. And this is completely odd to Ramona as the fence in the backyard is only three feet tall. Yeah. So she's thinking, like, how the heck has no one seen anything when all these people are out, like, you know, in the yard in their yards. So Ramona called her boss for help, who told her like he'd be straight over. And then she called Jared, who was about 30 minutes away. She All she told Jared was that Sean was hurt real bad and that they were trying to revive him. So Jared at the time was at a therapy appointment with the five-year-old and he obviously grabbed the five-year-old and headed straight home. Yeah. So Ramona got a ride from the fire pickup truck to the hospital as she wasn't allowed to ride with Sean. As she was leaving the house, AJ and Jamie showed up. Now, remember, that's Maria's boyfriend and the mum. The mum, yeah. Yeah. So Ramona asked Jamie to stay with the family. So when Ramona arrived at the hospital, they were expecting her and they took her straight through to the room Sean was in. There the physician informed her that Sean was gone. They let Ramona spend some time alone with Sean. The only other person in the room was a female chaplain. So Ramona knelt beside Sean and he was covered up to his neck. And although her pain was like indescribable, she has said, quote, her analytical mind was working overtime. Yeah. And she just had to see what happened. Like she was just, you know. Yeah. So she sort of like inspected Sean. So she said that his face was unharmed
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his feet were perfectly clean. His eyes were half open and from what she could see, they were not swollen and there was no redness. Yep. She did not notice that there was blood between his fourth and fifth finger on his left hand. And she actually thought it would be a really good idea to get out her phone and take out, like, take some photos. Yeah. Good move. I know, right? So as she stood up to take photos, she noticed that Sean was wearing Jared's, her husband's, dress shirt. And she let out a scream, like, something is wrong. My son is wearing my husband's dress shirt. Yeah, that's weird. It is so strange. So Ramona wondered why Sean was wearing these clothes. She was worried that, like, someone had put him in them and thought that they may be still in the house. So she called Jamie to tell her about the clothing. And as she was telling Jamie, like, about this, she remembered seeing Sean under the swing set. And, like, her mind must have just, like, clicked that he was wearing... Jared's underwear. Sean was? Yes. What? So she's noticed that he's wearing her, like her husband, like Jared's dress shirt, and then her mind's clicked and said, oh, hang on a sec, under the swing set, that wasn't his underwear either. That was Jared's. Like it's just such a freaking crazy yeah, thing. Yeah. So as this was now considered a crime scene, Ramona and the entire family would never get a chance to say a proper goodbye to Sean. They were not allowed to hold him or touch him ever again. They pretty much, like, from that moment that she said, like, something is very wrong, like, regarding the clothing, they obviously, like, do you know what I mean, were treating it as a crime. Yeah. So going back to Jared, so remember he had left that appointment. He had now gone home to drop off their five-year-old home and he met Ramona back at the hospital. When he was home, he got a chance to speak to one of the officers at the house and they had mentioned that something was definitely off. So they had called in like an investigative team to come like check out the scene. An officer had also said to him, quote, this doesn't sit right with me. I don't think your son did this to himself. Yeah, And obviously Jared agreed. So back at the house, detectives were questioning Maria. As Maria was underage, Jamie sat with her. And I think from the get-go, it was quite obvious, though, that these police that were investigating suspected a suicide. Yeah. They asked things like, has Sean ever tried to harm himself? Did he have any marks on his neck? And was he having any problems at school? Maria told them no from what she knew. He had never tried to harm himself. He may have had a scratch on his neck from his younger brother who was autistic and would often grab at necks. Yeah. Uh, she did mention that around Christmas, there were three girls that had been teasing Sean, but that issue was resolved and Sean had not been and was not depressed or suicidal. Yeah. Sean had been in a great mood from the Disney cruise that they just returned from. And Maria mentioned several times that the way she found him was unnatural and not something he could have done to himself. No, not when you're 12 years old. No. So they like the family stayed outside for a while, and neighbors bought the family chairs and pizzas, and other neighbors just sort of like watched on, pretending to be busy. <laughs> Like sticky beaks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, one neighbor in particular kept approaching Maria even after being asked to leave by Jamie. She was, she like, just was being, she's been described as like skittish, like something was off, even though she was well intentioned. Yeah. So, Jamie and Ramona's boss eventually took the kids to the hotel as they were unable to gain access to the house. And there they were reunited with Ramona and Jared. So at the hotel, Ramona would ask her youngest what he did with Sean today. Yeah, because he's really the only witness. Yes. And remember, he's only two. Yeah. So he tells his mum, quote, a friend came over and was punching Sean. And then he proceeded to demonstrate, like, punching motions with his fists he also said that a man touched his arm. I think he's referring to Sean's arm, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure. Now, I think that originally Ramona did think he was sleeping or that he may have slept through it, but this obviously shows that's not the case. Yeah. So while at the hotel, Jared received a phone call just before midnight. Advising him that the family were allowed to return back home. Like the family is surprised because they thought the investigators would have, do you know what I mean, taken a bit longer at the house. Yes, but not, not even six hours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. But they agreed to pack up and just go home. So as they entered the house, they immediately noticed things were out of place. Yeah. There was one a single peach sitting inside a bowl on the kitchen bench. So it's believed before waking up his little brother, Sean fixed himself his favorite snack. And that was like the jarred peaches from the fridge. Yeah, I actually love them. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I think i had I feel like it's that That's is so such good. a primary school like snack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. While preparing this snack, his alarm went off to remind him to complete his chores. So, apparently, he had like some chore app on his phone. That's so cool, isn't it? That's right up your alley. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean's chore was to take out the rubbish. And there is evidence that he collect- collected the trash from the two upstairs bathrooms and he went to collect the rubbish in the kitchen but the rubbish was never taken out. He had, however, replaced the bags in the drawers with new liners. Strangely, there were two ripped up garbage bags on the floor of the kitchen. So Ramona picked these up to inspect them. And the thing she found strange about these bags was they had bluish handles, but all of her bags had red handles. Yeah, like the her usual bags that she bought. These were not it. No. And like she says that she specifically bought bags from Costco. Yeah. And she was thinking to herself, like, where the heck did these bags come from?
0: Yeah. So
1: like this is what this is
0: where I get confused. Like let's just say someone had come into the house. Why would they like like why like
1: Why would they bring bags?
0: Yeah, why would they bring garbage bags? And, like, did they have stuff in them or no?
1: Well, and this is the thing, like, I find this completely odd as well. I mean, there's quite a few theories. In my head, I'm thinking, like, if it was a robber, I can see a robber bringing in garbage bags because they're going to put shit in there to run away with. Yeah. So that sort of makes sense to me. Yeah. But it's bizarre that they're ripped up on the floor. Yeah. Like But at the same time, I do believe her. Because she has said that she actually checked the whole house afterwards to see if she maybe had, like, another packet with, like, blue handles and she couldn't yeah. find these bags anywhere. So where the heck did they come from? Yeah. So Sean's Crocs were also found upside down in the kitchen next to two rubbish bags. Now, Ramona found this odd because no one ever walked barefoot in their house, especially Sean. Yeah. He hated being barefoot and would never <laughs> walk around without shoes. Yeah, and look, like, I completely get this. I've got this weird thing on carpet. I'm fine. Floorboards or tile, I could never, I could not walk around barefoot or with a sock. Why? Um, I just can't do it. I don't know. It just it? is it me. like a feeling or? Yeah, I think it's the feeling of my foot touching. I don't know. It's so strange. Like just like crumb on my foot grosses me out. You know oh what God. I mean?
0: So like, if you were like. This will, this will grace you out. So today I went to buy myself some new shoes for my birthday and I was out in the shop trying on the shoes and I was walking around in the store with no shoes on. You would no! hate that. No, would
1: hate that. I could never <laughs> even like if I'm like getting changed like I'm usually like if I have to be barefoot and you you might even remember this from like whenever like I used to get changed for going to the gym or whatever at work my feet I'll, I'll be on my toes like and my heels like I'll never <laughs> let the, the the base of my foot touch the floor I can't oh, handle that's it so funny <laughs> so I get this and and do you know what like I feel like obviously she knows her son and she knows that these are his shoes that he wears inside. So for these to just be left there is odd for him. Mm -hmm. So the upstairs of the house felt really hot and they found that the thermostat had been set to 85 Fahrenheit. Yep. Which I Googled is... 29 degrees because I'm like, I have no idea which (laughs) Which is that is hot. Even in winter. Even in winter, that's hot, yeah. But the most troubling thing that Ramona found was Sean's underwear on her bedroom floor. And this is like completely out of the norm for Sean. Like he would never change in his parents' room. And it wasn't like to the side. It was literally in her like doorway. It's weird as well, like,
0: to, to change your underwear. Like, even when I would come home from school, I would, yeah, I might change my clothes, but I would never change my, like, full but, underwear.
1: Yeah. Unless you, like, had a shower yeah. or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe you have gone for a run or something. But, yeah, if, and in your parents' room, like, it's just such yeah. a strange scene. Yeah. The drawers to, like, Jared's, I think where Jared kept his clothes as well, were open. So it looked like somebody had, like, Sort of look through the jaws yeah. In his like step, in, in the bedroom, really, yeah. Um, so Ramona bagged up the undies, and Jared called police and asked them to send a patrol car over to their house because they felt unsafe. And it's clear
0: that the police didn't look at anything. If the if those undies were still on the floor,
1: like what what did they do while they were there? That, and that's what I'll yeah, exactly right. Why? Didn't the police bag these? Yeah. It's really like bizarre. Yeah. So that night the family locked all the doors and they barricaded themselves into the house because I was that scared. So they barricaded themselves in with chairs against the doors and the whole family slept in the same room. Yeah. The next morning, Jamie headed back to the house to help the family. So she called the school and helped clean up the kitchen for Ramona. While cleaning the kitchen, she noticed a large handprint on the window of the back door and she noticed it and she thought it just looked like out of place. So she called Ramona to come and have a look. There seemed to be some sort of film on this like handprint which made it stand out even more. So they made a note to show investigators when they arrived.
0: Could that film have been from them taking the handprint?
1: Maybe, but in saying that, I think that when they got there, that's when they collected, like, or when when they did, like, took the handprint and stuff like that. So you'd think that if it was from the police doing that, they would have said something like, "No, we—that's from us," you know? What yeah, I mean? that's they true. Didn't. Yeah, like, yeah. So it makes me think that it isn't from them. Yeah. Apparently, it was quite a big hand as well. And Ramona's like, it is definitely not someone from the house, you know? Like, it's not something that's, I don't know, normal to their household. So, Ramona and Jamie also went through, as I was saying earlier, through all the trash bags looking for the ones with blue handles and they could not find them. Yeah. Ramona and Maria were interviewed again when the police, like, when the investigators returned. And they were shown footage of Sean at school that day. Now they were able to locate his jacket and flannel that he was wearing that day and it was hanging in his closet, but they could not find his shorts. Which means that, so it's so bizarre that the stuff was even hanging in his cupboard. His shorts are missing and his underwear is in his parents' room. Yeah. So the investigators didn't stay long. They looked Outside, they gave their condolences and then they left. Ramona and Jamie went outside to do, like, a bit of their own investigating and they counted that there were six houses with a direct view of the backyard and they just wondered, like, how the heck did no one see anything? Yeah. The investigators later called. And they wanted to discuss the clothes that Sean was wearing and the bag that was found, on, like, over Sean's head. The bag that was found, like, sorry, the bag that was on Sean was actually one of Jared's old mo- motorcycle helmet bags. Yeah. Now, he had two and they were, as you say, say, they, they obviously hold the motorcycle helmet. Yep. Yeah. So you had two in the garage in a pile for goodwill. Yep. And when they went into the garage to check out, like, do you know what I mean, like what was going on there, they noticed that one of the bags was missing. So that would have been the one that was found on Sean. And the other one was in there, but it was missing the string. Now, these strings from the helmet bags were used to suspend Sean, like yep. on the swing set. Yep. And the strange thing is, being in the mil like a military family, they had boxes in their garage with ropes and cords and things like that that Sean would have known where they were. Were in there, yeah, and where yeah. they were kept. Yeah. So why the heck were these strings used? Like these yeah. random bag strings. Mm. So by the weekend, the family were getting frustrated as the police were doing nothing and they weren't investigating. Yeah, I'd be so frustrated. I know. So they had not pulled security footage or canvassed the neighbourhood. They even called Jamie and told her that she wasn't allowed to, like, talk about the case. And she wondered, like, why is this so secret? Yeah. So all weekend, the family were receiving messages from people that had heard something had happened, but they didn't know what actually happened. Yeah. Like the school hadn't even told Sean's classmates, which is because this is days later. Yeah. As I said, they, they asked the family not to discuss any of the details and told the worried community that there was nothing to be afraid of. It didn't make the news and the family believed that the police were trying to control the narrative more than they were investigating, if that makes sense. Yeah, yep. So churches and suicide groups also reached out to the family and although the family did not believe it was suicide, they were told by, do you know what I mean, these groups that it was typical for them to be in denial.
0: Oh, I know that would just piss you right off, wouldn't
1: it, I know, especially like I know, especially because of the scene, you know what I mean, yeah, and it's different if the police were hardcore investigating, then you'd feel a little bit more at ease, but if they do if literally no one's listening to you, like I can see why they are just fuming, yeah, so the police even dropped off Sean's glasses, they thought the family might want to bury him with them. <sighs> Which, I mean, it's a nice thought, but at the same time, the family couldn't understand why these were not in evidence. Yeah. On Monday the 18th of April, Sean's classmates were informed of Sean's passing by the Sheriff's Office Um, and they were spoken to the same day about suicide. So parents called the family after their children were interviewed and told them that they were uncomfortable with the line of questioning, and they believed that the police were only investigating from one angle, as in suicide. Yeah. So, as you can guess, Sean's death was ruled a suicide by the local police department and the medical examiner. So the autopsy report ruled that the cause and manner of death was hanging by suicide. Do
0: they normally put by suicide or by homicide or whatever on the cause of death? I'm not sure, actually. Because that's weird if that's not normal. Yeah. To to put it there.
1: there, I feel like there is a lot of weird things just even regarding the investigation or, like, I mean, we're going to get into it now, but just regarding, like, the swelling of his face, I think, and I, I didn't write it down, but there's a certain bone i think that's broken like do you know what i mean when you do like yeah die by hanging and that wasn't broken in this case ah oh. so there are like i don't I, I don't actually know yeah what's normal what's yeah. normal and what's yeah, not yeah. yeah but i do know that um yeah obviously this is what both departments ruled yeah and the family obviously disagree with this finding And after getting nowhere with police, the family started a social media campaign to get the case looked at by, like, another entity, really. Yeah. So almost all of the information we have discussed today has come from that What Happened to Sean Facebook page. Now, the police department have not taken kindly to this page. And they released, I I shouldn't say savage, I was going to say a savage video just disputing some of, well, most of the information that's been released on this Facebook page. Um, now the video is 10 minutes long, so we won't pop it in here, but I might post some of it on our Instagram this week. It's on their Facebook page. It's very easy to be, to be found. I mean, cause we have only sort of come at this from one side, I would maybe suggest listening to their side, just so, like, you know what I mean? You've got, like, the whole picture, because I listened to it. um. But I did find it, I don't I do know, if, I just found it rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's
0: not necessary.
1: Yes. And I understand that, like, maybe that's where their investigation, what led them, like, do you know what I mean, led them down that path and they ruled suicide. But they have to, at the same time, understand where the family's coming from and, just regarding their whole information, release more inf- info yeah. to the family. If you're not going to release it to the public, so then at least I've got a better understanding of why they ruled that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, So the family have hit back saying that the video was cold, uncaring and defen- uh, defensive. And they have quote said that they were trying to discredit them. And all they want is again, like an outside entity to investigate. Yeah. So there are so many things I just, can't get past in this case
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and maybe as I go through them, there. As I said to you, there are some comebacks from police so I'll try to throw them in there just to remain sort of like, I don't know, so you've got like both sides. Um, one, Sean had not made any searches, this is coming from his family, relating to suicide on his computer. Because yeah, how
0: else would a 12 year old boy know to do that?
1: Exactly, Lockie, but there, there has to be, unless the police have found something that they haven't reported on or haven't come, like, do you know what I mean? Like told the family about the fact that there is nothing in his history to say that he was even looking at stuff like this. How would he even think to do this? Yeah. In this way. So teachers had called the family, like when they found out to say that they disagreed with the ruling and that Sean was in a really happy mood that day. I find it crazy that he submitted his homework like the second yeah. he got home from school. Yeah. Fool gives me like Maura Murray vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like strange. Not only that, why prepare food Yeah, and start half your chores? And why
0: like he didn't seem like the kid that would have done it with his two-year-old brother
1: home. not being
0: looked after.
1: Exactly. And like one of the massive things in this case is why was he wearing his stepfather's clothes? Yeah, that's freaking weird. It's strange. And you know how hard it is to walk in big clothes? Yeah. Like if I wear Tony's pants, you literally <laughs> can't, you can't walk in them. Like it's hard. Like, like it's just, it, it, I get the vibes that someone asked him to,
0: to dress like that.
1: In that. Yeah. See, so you know, there's something like it, it makes me think, is this a message? Because everything found on Sean, on, on including the bag, is the stepfathers. Yeah. It's just crazy. But at the same time, with the, when it comes to, like, the clothing, does it make me think that it's just easier? Like, to put on clothes that fit would be harder than to put on big, baggy clothes, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So if whatever happened, was it just easier to dress him in bigger clothes? I don't know. This may be, this is a hard question to ask, but I'm thinking it, so I'm going to ask it. Do we know if he was assaulted or not? Well, that's, I could not find that anywhere. Because mm. you'd think, and this is the thing, like did the police look at that? They, they say, wait, I should say, In their um, rebuttal, that that thing that they put up on their Facebook, they have said that they fully investigated. Obviously, the medical examiner fully investigated. They've done everything in their power. They have dealt with, like, big cases before because the family was saying, like, this is out of their, like, their sort of expertise, but they're saying, no, like, we fully investigated. So you'd think that they would have had to have checked all that stuff. Yeah, because I, I get a vibe that it may have been sexually motivated. Like, it seems like,
0: you know, if for an intruder you, and you don't know whose bedroom's who, like you just go to the parents' bedroom and maybe they've asked him to take his clothes off and then they've done whatever and then they've just put on the, the clothes that were the closest to them, which was the stepdads.
1: Yeah, and and that see, that is complete, that makes sense to me as well. But also, unless it's like they've they feel guilty and mm. they've put on like adult clothing to like make themselves feel better. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, there's something so strange about him wearing these clothing, especially the underwear. Like why even not bother putting his underwear on? Yeah, But it does, it does definitely scream like there's some sort of assault that's happened there, but you'd think that they'd have, they'd be able to tell. Mm. One thing I find crazy is how the heck did he bound his arms to his waist? Yeah. Because the EMTs have made a note that apparently his arms were bound so tightly it was hard for them to remove it to administer those AED shocks. You can't
0: bind your own arms yourself. Exactly. Both arms. Like,
1: How would you do that? And you know that there's actually a theory online that maybe this belt was used to carry him. Oh. How crazy is that? Okay. So, I mean, um, yeah, that that's something that just doesn't make sense to me, like how he could have done this. And like you said, he's 12. Mm. It's not an adult that, that might have seen a movie or heard something. Like he's 12. Yeah. So Sean was suspended from his chin, not his neck. And as I mentioned, his feet were dragging on the ground and his knees were bent. So he technically would have been able to stand at any point. And naturally, I think that if you were even in that position, you would attempt to stand. Yeah, or at least be kicking your legs around. Yes, exactly. Now I did listen to. There's like there's like a profiler on YouTube who sort of run through this case. She hasn't. She doesn't have obviously like the police info and all that sort of stuff. But she does explain that there's this thing, and I might completely stuff this up, but it's called like soft hanging, mm-hmm. and it is like it, there there is a way you can sort of like I don't know like hang yourself like from sort of your chin and instead of like breaking that thing you sort of pass out and because you're passed out you can't obviously stand and then slowly the air to your brain stops if that makes sense yeah okay so she does talk about that and she says it's possible and people do it but the thing I keep going back to is if I've never heard of that how has he yeah exactly you know Mm. and like as I said like Ramona has said there was no swelling to his face or his eyes. Uh, Why were those strings used from the garage if he had like so many, like obviously he knew his house, like he knew where to find things. Like it's a bizarre thing to take. Yeah. To use. And one of the big things I just find crazy is that there was blood between his fingers. Yeah. And as look, like, I don't think the photos. I couldn't find them. Ramona hasn't released the photos that she took of him with of his hands that day. Um, but the police have said there were no injuries to his body. But if Ramona's found that blood between his fingers, like, what was that?
0: Yeah, where'd it come from?
1: And she's obviously taken a photo, so she's got evidence of it. So, had they missed something else on him? Yeah. Well, even if it wasn't his injuries, like, do they test it to? To be someone else's blood, like exactly, and this profiler, like she explains, like from what she could find, that there was no injuries to his body. So, like she's saying, like it's not, it's not like he was whacked over the head or he had defensive wounds on him. So she can see how the police ruled suicide because what else could it be, or how would they control him? But at the same time, if someone's got a gun, an adult's got a gun pointed at you you're gonna and your little brother's in the house you're gonna do what they say yeah of course so whether it's like smothered or whatever it is it's just I don't know like I'm just not satisfied that you can just rule suicide for that reason
0: it's obvious that he was dead before he was hung there
1: hung yeah 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 like, his parents have said, like, his glasses were broken. They were found in the yard and he can't see without his glasses. Yeah. It was, like, a lens missing. So, like, what the heck?
0: Like, yeah.
1: He bound like, himself
0: that tightly not being able to see, hey. Ex-
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Like, I obviously, I don't think, like, I could walk around my house without my glasses on. Like, I'm yeah. not that blind. But yeah. when I don't have my glasses on, I can't put my necklaces on, even though it's so close to my face. So, like, that's a similar type of thing, you know yeah, what I mean?
1: Cause, yeah, because like you need to drop the buckle. Yeah. And, like, one thing that just stands out to Ramona is that his feet were, like, so clean, like, perfectly clean. And she has said that the yard was muddy and dusty and how the heck did he walk barefoot from the house to the swing set and his feet remain, like, perfectly clean? Yeah. But in the police's video, they just like they dispute this. They say it wasn't muddy and dusty. Like they they don't say that his feet weren't clean, but they just say like they just dis like dis. I can't even get this word. Out. Hang on, dispute. They just dispute this whole claim. Yeah, exactly. So um, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like
0: I don't know. I yeah. I just feel I can't trust what they say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they, I don't believe them that it wasn't muddy or dusty because there's so many other things that they've messed up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So like I take Ramona's word for it over theirs currently.
1: Yeah. And like they've said they just this morning, because I was looking at photos and there is like a chair close to the swing set and the police talk about how, you know, the chair was close by and how it would have worked. Like if he did do this to himself, blah, blah, blah. But the parents have said, this chair was so heavy that apparently the week before they had asked him to move it and he couldn't lift it, like he had to get Maria to help him. So, again, like obviously they've got details. Like there's like some miscommunication between the police and the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. One thing personally I just find crazy is that no one saw anything. Yeah. With that short fence. Yeah. And like the fact that that,
0: that landscape was outside when Maria was there. Yes. Like,
1: you exactly, know, he works
0: it's, outside, even if he had a break, he's not gonna be inside for that long,
1: exactly. And this, don't forget, like, so, um, M- Ramona spoke to him at like around 3.30, let's just say, mm-hmm. and Maria at got home at 10 to 5. So, that let's just say a narrow and 20 minutes, yeah, this happened in like ex- you'd think that that landscape, it's getting towards five, it, it's obviously his work, you'd think that he'd be clocking off soon. What was he doing for that last hour? Yeah, it's so weird. Um, now, one of my biggest things is if the police have nothing to hide, just release the photos you took to the family that yeah. day. Yeah, and explain, not like it's like show them how you came to that conclusion because I can't understand it. You know no. what I mean? I can't even ex- I can't even begin to imagine what they're thinking. Yeah. So we did talk about that handprint from the kitchen. Um, nothing really came from that. They originally the police said that there was no match, and then like a month later they said it wasn't a good print, so you know they couldn't get anything off it. So they're telling the family two separate things. So I can understand why the family are just like,
0: yeah, don't have Frustrated. trust in them. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, and they also have no idea. The family have no idea what happened with the underwear. Yeah. They don't know if that was sent for testing. Yeah, they don't know. Um at the end of the day, like it couldn't have been like Sean didn't know he was gonna be by himself that afternoon. So it couldn't have been something planned. Yeah. It would have had to be like on the fly. Yeah. Whatever happened. And I don't think a twelve year old would just on the
0: fly decide to commit suicide.
1: In in that in that sort of scenario, away. like a yeah. way as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um so Sean's family have questions and all they want is answers. And again, for another agency to look into the case, quote, they've said, we want to make sure that whoever did this to Sean is not going to do it to someone else. Yeah. So there is a petition online. I've signed it. I might actually pop it in our link tree this week um, in, in case people do want to sign it and it's just a petition to get another agency to look at this case. Yeah, so it's a very simple ask. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, change.org. And as I said, I will pop the link up in our link tree. That is a sad one. And, yeah, that is the case of Sean Doherty. That's so sad. Isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's this year. Come on. Like, you would you would not think that this would happen in this day and age in 2022. Yeah. No way. It's mad. Like, when I started reading this case, I was just mind blown. Yeah. Um, oh, but isn't... I really just hope another, if they don't, if another, sorry, if another agency doesn't look into it, at least release more info. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like give the family peace, you know? Yeah.
0: But yes. It's crazy. Um, So if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime Canines. And until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.